0: Affirmative action, then and now. Did we fail? We've not come a long way, ladies. On equality at work. Hi, I'm Gloria Moraga, this is One on One. I was having lunch with one of my former students. She's a young woman, a former film student I mentored, once upon a time when I worked at the university. We were talking about everything when I brought up affirmative action. I'm Gloria Moraga please subscribe to my podcast and my YouTube channels and read my blog on my website, gloriamoraga.com. This is Gloria Moraga's One-on-One, a show designed to improve face-to-face communication in the digital age. Affirmative action, one-on-one. So, I'm having this great conversation with a young friend. Among other things, we were talking about her female posse. All the beautiful young women she knows and is friends with. Her friends include a woman studying to be a doctor, a contractor who builds solar houses, and a cop studying for her law degree. I asked about the police officer. She had recently taken the exam for a promotion from one rank to another. This is a big deal in the life and career of a cop. And in 2021, with all the criticism spewing out because of lousy cops, I mean, evil killer cops, I believe it's essential to support the good ones, especially friends or friends of friends. And of course, women cops, and women of color cops. So I ask, is there an affirmative action program in her police department? I'm not going to name the police department or name the young woman we're talking about. It's not fair. So she responds, glow, glow. Oh, no. She doesn't want to get a job because of affirmative action. She wants to get it on her merit. Affirmative action is unfair. It's wrong. No woman wants a job because of her color or her sex. (laughs) Wow. Thoughts flood through my mind and, and my career flashes before my eyes. I, Gloria Moraga, could be the poster woman for affirmative action. And as I thought about this, I think we might not have failed at enacting affirmative action programs, but maybe we failed at communicating what affirmative action is and what it does to our younger little sisters. Here is the guiding principle of affirmative action, and I will include links. Quote, the underlying motive of affirmative action is the constitutional principle of equal opportunity, which holds that all persons have the right to equal access to self-development. In other words, persons with equal abilities should have equal opportunities. Now here's another definition of affirmative action. An active effort to improve the employment or educational opportunities of members of minority groups and women sought to achieve a multicultural staff through affirmative action. A similar effort to promote rights or progress of of other disadvantaged persons. Now that's from Webster, so it it sounds like a dictionary definition. And finally, there's this. Affirmative action refers to policies that take factors including race, color, color, religion, sex, or national origin into consideration in order to benefit an underrepresented group in areas of unemployment, education, and business. The two words affirmative action are controversial. They're political and they're emotional. I think, what is so wrong with providing equal opportunity for all? Now It is in the Constitution. Still, some males and non-minority groups, okay, Some white men claim that affirmative action is reverse discrimination. And to be fair, it's not just white males who are anti-affirmative action. I used to follow a young professional video creator on the social media site, LinkedIn. And I received a text that she was going to go live on the site. So I clicked over and I heard her going on about how damaging the woman's movement is and was. And she went on to give her opinion that the woman's movement is outdated and how it hurts women. Wow. I was appalled. I thought to myself, what do you know, you little punk? I screamed at my computer. I immediately clicked away. No, I couldn't listen anymore. And I unfollowed her. Why didn't I stay and make public comments? You know why? Because it's impossible to change the minds of some dumb, uneducated people and to just begin arguing online. It's not for me. Donald Trump and his cult of traitors taught me that much. So yes, I disagree with that young, misguided woman, and I am proud to say I I am a feminist. To be clear, feminism is a range of social movements, political movements, and ideologies that aim to define and establish political, economic, personal, and social equities of the sexes. Feminism incorporates a position that societies prioritize the male point of view and that women are treated unjustly within those societies. Proud to say, I am a feminist. Back to affirmative action. Let's be very clear. As you can tell, I can be emotional about affirmative action. I don't want to get emotional. I feel pain in my heart because I know my young female friend really believes the words she is saying. At the emotional level, I want to say, where did I go wrong? How can you say that when my career only happened because of affirmative action? It's okay, I think. She really doesn't know me that well and she doesn't know what I went through in my career. I feel no shame in saying this. I'm proud I could get the jobs I got. I didn't just get them because I was in the right place at the right time. I got them because I worked to get them, and I didn't give up. And it wasn't easy because companies were predominantly run by white males in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s. And being the first at any job is not easy. Sometimes it seems like succeeding is a miracle. Do I mind talking about it now? No effing way. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Broadcast television news hired very few women and almost no minorities when I was in college in the 1970s. Now, I was coming of age in the 60s when the civil rights movement really began in this country. Civil rights, I am amazed still every day at how far we have not come in 2021. So, in fact, in 1969, the year before I graduated from Roosevelt High School in Fresno, California, the Federal Communications Commission began requiring broadcasters of a certain size to provide information about the recruitment, hiring, and promotion of women and minorities. The idea was that stations using public airwaves should operate in the public interest, including recruiting a workforce reflective of the whole community. What a concept, huh? Put people of color and women on TV so consumers and viewers could relate. I graduated from San Francisco State in 1974. My degree was in broadcast communication arts. I had been educated to work in television and radio. I trained at the college radio and television stations, but I had no real professional experience when I graduated. By this time, five years after the original FCC ruling in 1979, the FCC was cracking down on stations, radio and TV. In the San Joaquin Valley, where I grew up, where I was born, had a sizable Mexican-American population. And of course, half the population was female. So my first radio job, KMJ Radio, had never had a woman or a Latina on the air. At that time, the reasons stations didn't hire women or minorities were simple. Women did not have good voices for radio. Their other lame excuse, women and minorities did not look or sound good. Not good enough to be on television or on radio. What a lie. What a crock. The same blame excuse was used to keep people of color from aspiring to or applying for broadcast jobs. So I ask you, did I get the job at KMJ Radio because of my silky voice or vast experience? No, my friends, no. I got the job at KMJ Radio because they needed to hire a woman. And yes, I know this because during one of my meetings with station managers, they told me this. When I found out, I was embarrassed. I was also hurt and humiliated. But did it ever enter my mind not to take the job because I was a, quote, token woman? Hell no. I was desperate. I was poor. I needed that job. I worked hard. I improved. I moved up to the next job. Did I get my first television news job because of affirmative action? Hell yes. Here's my point. I may have gotten my start in radio and television with help from the FCC and with the help of affirmative action programs, but I kept the jobs and moved up because of hard work. Second point, all of us older women, we did this and all of us helped you. Yes, we are OGs, but the older generation has advice and knowledge and gifts to give you young women. We are not dead yet, and we remember what it was like. It's easier for you now because of us. It's easy to forget history and criticize affirmative action, but try to resist that temptation. Most of us are not just given opportunities. We had to work for them, and we were forced to be the first to break down doors, and handle the criticism that came our way. It wasn't easy, and at times, it was ugly. And we did do it for ourselves. But we also did it for you, my little sisters. And you know what? You are very welcome. I'm Gloria Moraga. Please talk to each other one-on-one. And please share my podcast. And please subscribe. Love you all. Take care.